Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about, probably we're going to talk about a couple of NBA basketball games and news and stuff. And we're also going to spend some time talking about the Mutual Madrid Open. Are they both sponsored by Mutual? I, don't ask me. I, I just I just follow sports. I don't follow the, the sponsorships in these tournaments. But anyways, so we're going to talk about the, the two tournaments, the WTA 1000 Madrid Open and the ATP. Madrid Open. Obviously, the the WTA one's in full swing by now, as most of the matches are in the third round, I'm pretty positive. And the men's one just started. We're going to talk a little bit about upcoming matches, matches that already happened, and matches going on now, possibly. Uh, all coming up on the show. All right, first things first. Uh, we're going to talk about the Nuggets and the Lakers game. Uh, so it was 93-89, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. They, I know it's the Nuggets, and the Nuggets are obviously 43-22. and Nikola Jokic, um, obviously one of the best teams in the West, but it's just the Lakers just still don't seem – they got to rely on just two, two guys most of the time. So it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and – and then it's just all these other role pieces. They don't have any other superstars, extremely good players, or anything like that. So when one of them, when one of them is out, I, I, when one of them is out, LeBron or Anthony Davis, one of them is gone. It's very hard for the Lakers to win, and this is why I don't necessarily think that they are going to go very far into the NC or NCAA. I, the tournament's long gone. I, that's why I don't think that they're going to be going very far into the NBA playoffs for this one reason. They both have to be healthy and 100%. That one game that LeBron played a few days ago, 16.7 rebounds. Now, you, you might be thinking, oh, that's pretty solid numbers. But but if you listen to sports shows, watch, pay attention to sports at all, or and haven't been living under a rock, you know that 16 point and seven rebounds is just average numbers for LeBron. And he just he just didn't seem a hundred percent. He seemed like all of his movements and stuff just seemed like sixty to seventy percent. Um but anyway, so the it, Lakers get the win. Uh and Anthony Davis really took over in the last couple of minutes and that that ends their three game losing streak. Um and also he also had a block with 14 seconds left, about 14 seconds left uh, to really clinch the game, 93-89. And for some stats, Nikola Jokic, obviously, not a surprise, led the way with 32 points, nine nine rebounds. Um, and obviously, see, this is just the thing. Anthony Davis, he's got to lead the team. He, he had 25 points and seven rebounds for them. Um, moving on to team stats, they were both about 43% from the field. Uh, and the Lakers, they, they, it was like the, the Nuggets had uncharacteristic. Un, they, they were extremely low. They shot twenty five percent from three, and the Lakers shot forty three percent. So they took took uh, advantage of their poor shooting. The Lakers had way more turnovers, and they had similar rebounding numbers. Um, well, anyways, we'll move on to others. All right, so our next game we're going to talk about second second of two. Um, is the Knicks and the Memphis Grizzlies from yesterday. Now, you might be saying, why this just seems like a regular old game. But the Knicks 
just for some I know we all knew that the Nick know that the Knicks have been bad for like the last ten years ish. So but they're thirty seven and twenty eight after beating the Grizzlies one eighteen one oh four yesterday. And so thirty seven and twenty eight, they clinched their first winning season since twenty thirteen. And it's also they're that's it's also gonna be their first playoff appearance since twenty thirteen. They they in the in the shortened season they have more wins than they've averaged in the last twenty years. And they got like how many wins did they get last year? I think they got twenty one just about. And it's just it's just crazy. It's like the Suns in the West. It's like, hmm, what what are these teams doing? Why are they good now? But then but then they just are. They're good. Um like the Knicks obviously hadn't been winning. And the Suns hadn't made the playoffs in ten years. And they go and they go from that to possibly getting first place in the West. Um and obviously the West is the very good conference. Um but anyways, for some stats from this game. So it was 118-104 New York Knicks, uh 28 points from Julius Randle, 25 points from J- Dylan Brooks. Uh the Knicks the Knicks shot 50% and 52% from the three. Um they and they both had 46 rebounds. Well, New York had 45, Memphis had 46 rebounds. But the other th- other thing that that's come up uh big for the for the Knicks this season is w- when they acquired Derrick Rose. Now Derrick Rose, he's not the best. He obviously not in his prime anymore at all. But he had 25 points last time converting on 11 of 15 shots and he's been a very valuable piece to this Knicks team ever since they acquired him weeks ago. But anyways, we're going to move on now to some tennis news. All right, so the first match we're going to have sort of a longer segment on is the Nadal-Alcaraz match that's going to happen tomorrow. Obviously, Nadal's the one seed, so he got a bye. So he moved in the round of 32, so he hasn't played yet. But he will play Carlos Alcaraz. A little bit of background on him. He is 17 years old. He's ranked 118 and totally Spanish. He's Spain. Totally loves Nadal. Um, this is what he said. He said, so his, it's kind of funny. His birthday's tomorrow, May 5th, and that's when the match is going to happen, May 5th. Um, he said, it's the best birthday present I could get. And so... So that was just that was kind of cool. So he so he went through he went through um Manorino 6460. Um that's a pretty pretty uh uh what's the word? That's a pretty uh good score. I mean, it's pretty uh satisfying if I were him. Um but I I w- I w- he's ranked 120 currently. But yeah, so he's playing the doll tomorrow. But anyways, moving on. So other matches. So Alexi Popperin gets through Jan, Jan Leonard Struff, uh, six three seven six. Yannick Sinner goes through Pella, uh, six two four four. He retired. Um, John Millman upsets Herbert Hercotch. Uh John Millman has really been pulling through. 
uh, lately. Herbert Hurkacz has had a couple of – so he won Miami, obviously, but he's had a couple of uh, hiccups. You know, I don't know if you want to call them hiccups, if you want to call them um, – I don't know. He just had a bump in the road ever since, like, ran into a wall ever since he went in Miami. Now, he's obviously still stringing together wins, but he's not, like, going far in tournaments. Uh, Nishikori beats uh, Karen Hachinoff in uh, 6-7, 6-2, in three sets. Uh, he will play Alexander Zverev. Um, oh, and Millman will be playing Evans as well. Dominic Team will be playing Marcos Giron in the second round. Uh, Lloyd Harris pulls it through against Dimitrov. Lloyd Harris is another guy, uh, ranked 54, still only 24 years of age, that has just been showing up lately. Now, it's not like it's not like the Kratsev situation where Kratsev's 27 years old and, and people are just hearing about Kratsev, but he's he's still only 24 and he's still just showing up. Um, but anyways, so Marco Chechenado. We're playing Bautista Agut. I like Bautista Agut in that match. Um, obviously, Cecchionato, being the qualifier, just hasn't had the success in his career recently. Well, since 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 he was number sixteen in twenty nineteen, he just hasn't had as much success. Already twenty eight years of age, um, and so I, I like Bautista Agut in that match. Um, but. Anyways, so Rublev beats uh, beats uh, Tommy Paul 6-4 in the third set. Tommy Paul has been playing a lot better lately. Um, John Isner beats Mimor Kazmanovic. He will play the winner of Batista Agut in Chechenado. Uh, Karatsev, the guy I was just talking about, obviously you know who he is now, beats Umber, uh 7-5-6-4. Umber, another guy ranked in the top ranked top 30, might be, th- I think he's 32, um, has been playing very, very well. Uh, obviously lost. He did lose in the first round of Australia, I believe. But still, he's definitely going to be next-gen of French tennis. But anyway, so Bublik beats Fuskovics and also beats Shapovalov um, and moves on to round of 16. Uh, Ajay Aliassime loses. Casper Ruud. There have been quite a few, uh, quite a few uh, upsets in this first round already so far. First couple of rounds, um, Yoshioto Nishioka had uh, was a lucky loser, made it into this tournament. Beats Kranovich six two six four. Will play Casper Ruud. But anyways, Casper Ruud. I mean, it's it's definitely a surprise he beat Aja Alisim. But at the same time. Rude just has been I don't know he's he just has been playing so well he's he's 12 and 5 win loss and has won already $400,000 and has hit hit his career high yesterday when the rankings were updated so he's just been he just uh has been playing well he made it far in uh Monte Carlo just losing to Nadal I mean it's not necessarily uh I mean it's different I mean it's Nadal but anyways, so Bashlashvili and Benoit Pair have been playing. So Tsitsipas got a bye. Berrettini also got a bye. But Fabio Fanini gets through Carlos Tabernier, uh, qualifier. Ramos Vinolas beats Fritz in the third set. Uh, Del Bonus beats Karenabusta. See, that's, a, that's another uh, 
That's another upset. Uh, Del Bonis is a qualifier, ranked number 77, and is uh, up to 30 years of age. He's, he was number three uh, in 2016. Number th- not not three. Did I say three? The thirty-three. Um, he's been he's he's won two titles, but he's just over five hundred and is under fifty percent in his career. But I guess that that win could really propel him forward and help him uh play better. Um, but Garin beats Verdasco six one six four. Dominic Kep- Koepfer beats Riley Opelka six four six four. Um. And Davidovich Fokina wins six seven seven six seven six. He will play Medvedev, another guy. He's a young young player. There's there's just lately there have been so many young players. Even even with the players we already know about, like like Medvedev or Rublev or or um, Dominic Team. Even um, they're just all the way at the top of the game. It, it's like it's like you got new waves every single time. Like. Like obviously, when the big three retires, uh, it'll probably be a mixture of Sitsipas, Medvedev, Team, and Rublev, and a couple of other players, um, possibly Berrettini, that are all gonna be like the top of the game for a while. And then the next gen after that, like possibly Alcaraz, David Davidovich, Fokina, um, Lloyd Harris, um another group that, that that's going to be kind of like the next wave but anyways another guy Fokina just back to him he only turned pro a couple years ago only 21 years of age and he's already ranked up to 49 um he has he's at 500 in his career 12 and 8 in this this season but anyways we're going to talk a little bit about the women's side of things all right, hey guys. So one of the final segments on today's show. Why did I say hey guys again? It's just a separate, uh, just a jump cut. It's nothing else. But anyways, so I just talked about ATP tennis. So and but in the same tournament, but WTA side, uh, the round of sixteen and quarterfinals. Well, so the round of sixteen is currently playing, and the most of the quarterfinals are set except for one player, and that match is the Sakari versus Mukova match, um, which happens today but first before i talk about that i'm going to talk about the other matches so barty and schweitek so this this match i don't know i i don't really know necessarily what to take away from this one um i kind of i almost kind of expected it to be a third set just the based off the way schweitek has been playing really the whole past year after she won roland garris it's like um it's like, it's like you, you, she's 19, obviously. And it's like you, you, after that turning, like, was that a fluke? Were we missing a couple players because of COVID? So we, so that why she won it, but no, she's kept winning and obviously has a great mentality. Like you think at a young player like her, it would be hard to put together wins and stuff and like the fame and the and the money and the high ranking like it would be hard to to jumble all together like um but but she's done it well and i i think she'll be the next gen although she already in the current gen because she's already started to be ranked so high but anyways over to barty obviously barty number one um not much else to say about her she's obviously number one she oh yeah she's also number 17 in doubles but anyways so 
So she moves on um, to the to the quarterfinals, and she will be taking on uh, she'll be taking. Well, anyways, well, you know, before I talk about who they're who they're playing, I'm just gonna talk about the other matches first. Um, so. Well, she'll be playing Kvitova because I'm going to talk about that now. Kvitova moves on in a close three sets. Bedosa and Sevastota. Bedosa won 6-0 in the, um, in the third set. And she uh, has been playing very well. She's only 23. She has, uh, she's Spanish, but she was born in, in New York City. Um, she's only 23. Uh, she's ranked 62, which is kind of, kind of you know... She she's gotten that career high. Like she's just been on a tear lately. It's, it's on the men's side and the women's side. There's just these younger players, or even sometimes these older players, where it's like, what? Ha- where? I don't know who the I don't know who they are. But then in the next year, it's like, oh, they're already ranked number sixty-two. Like like Paula Bedosa, uh, only twenty-three years old. But anyways, so she wins. Um, she wins in a close one, but wins the third set emphatically in a in a very good fashion, I'd say. Um, but anyways, so now uh, Ons Jabor retires against Belinda Bencic. Bencic moves on uh, 7-6-4-3, and Jabor just couldn't keep playing. So it will be Bedosa and Bencic. Sabalenka absolutely destroys uh, Jessica Pagula. Um, so it's it's another obviously Sabalenka. We she's been around for even though she's only twenty two, she's she's been around for not a long time, but for a bit. Um, she's also ranked number four in doubles, so very successful, obviously, for only twenty two years of age. But she. It can it can be up and down for sometimes, even though she's ranked so highly. Um, it's either she can be playing really well, or she's going for too much. I notice sometimes, and then she gets frustrated, and not necessarily gives up, but kind of kind of gets into her in her head. But but she she um she wins easily six one six two. Um, uh, Mertens and Sabalenka. Now that is what I would like to call something called a showdown, right? <laughs> um, she, Mertens wins it 7-5, seven, 7-5 five, seven, five in the second and third sets after dropping the first one 6-4 against Simona Halep, who has been playing, who had been playing very, very good in this tournament, won 6-0-6-4 and 6-0-7-5 in her first couple of matches. Um, so obviously bagels on the board have have been a thing for her, and uh, the second round against Rabakina uh, from from Cyprus, obviously a very good player. Mertens played her one at six seven six seven five, and Mertens just has been another player that has just been playing some very very good tennis lately. Obviously has been ranked to high for a while, but but yeah. So now in the in the so we got three of the four quarterfinals. Barty and Kvitova, Pedosa and Bencic, Sabalenka and Mertens. Uh, uh, and then Polychenkova beat Brady, moved on, and will play the winner of Sakari or Mukova. Um, but anyway, so Barty and Kvitova. I expect Barty... Well, you know what? We're going to make this a whole separate segment. Um, 
but it's kind of all over the place. But we're going to talk about predictions now. All right, now on to predictions. So the first match is Barty and Kvitova. So, for some new, well, for some background. So, Kvitova leads Barty five to four head to head. Um, she she had lost to her, so it was five zero, or so no, sorry, so it was four zero. But then Barty beat her four times in a row to make it four four. But then at the Qatar Open last year, Kvitova won. Five to four, or not five, four, in a three set, and went up five to four head to head. So historically, they're pretty close. Um, but in most of their matches have really been tight, and um, and really based off the tennis that they have played this week, I would expect another close match. Now you would think Kvitova would have to be the aggressive one in this match because because you she can't let Barty get on offense or get into her rhythm, get into her zone. Um, say think make make she can't she can't let Barty think that she's playing well because she's got to put pressure on her if she's gonna beat her again. Um, and she's also gonna have to serve well, which she did against Veronica Kudermetova. She won over eighty percent of her first serve points in saving three of the four break points she faced. Um, Barty now for Barty. Uh, she'll have to also rely on her big serve to win her free points. Um, and she will probably be the one who wins longer rallies. So she, so she's gonna she's gonna want to to be able to if she needs to get no, if she can't end the point early, getting getting longer rallies that she'll probably win. Um, and she, yeah. But anyway, so in this in this case, I I really I think. I'm gonna go with the upset here, Kvitova in three sets because um, Kvitova just has if like for example in her last match won over eighty percent of the first serve points, um, was playing aggressive and well. So I I choose Kvitova in this match. All right, so now Belinda Bencic versus Paula Bedosa. So Bencic is into the quarterfinals for the. First time in six the last six tournaments she's played, and Bedosa recently beat Bencic at the Volvo Car Open. So before, well, now I guess I'll do it at the end. Um, but yeah, but um, well, now we're just gonna go straight into it. I think I think Bedosa is going to win. There's not much else to talk about it. It's just the way... Now, obviously, Benchich is obviously still a very good player, one of the best in the world right now, but it's just the way that Bedosa's been playing recently versus the way Benchich has been playing recently. Like, Benchich just hasn't really been on the top of her game. And Paula Bedosa has been on the top of her game. Bedosa um is only 23 years old um but but um she's 
she's uh, on the up and up, definitely. Another one of those players like I talked about before. Like I just talked about her. She's a, she's Raleigh ranked 62 um, at her career high right now. Um, but anyways, I think Benchich will fall again to her like she did Volvo Car Open for the fact that Bedos has been playing well and Benchich just hasn't been on the top of her form lately. All right, now Mertens versus Sabalenka. Uh, Sabalenka. We're gonna talk a little bit of of recent, recent. Is recency a word? I don't even know. But anyways, so Sabalenka and Mertens were doubles partners. But anyways, they're gonna they're gonna play in the quarterfinals of Madrid uh, tomorrow. Um, Sabalenka recently has been playing very very well. Well, well, maybe throughout the whole year she she won Abu Dhabi Abu Abu Dhabi. Um, and also the final second, her second final of the year last week at Stuttgart. She's been playing particularly well very recently, and she's been playing very well in Madrid. Um, she hasn't dropped more than six games in any of her ma- in any match that she's played on her way to this round. Um, she she destroyed Pagula, which. Obviously, I guess it is Sabalenka, but that that was a bit surprising in my opinion. I thought Pagula would have had it closer, but that just tells you how good recently Sabalenka has been playing. Um, but I think what 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 will come out of this match is Mertens. I think mentally, Mertens wins in that in that sort of in that case. Um. But because because um, Sabalenka, if she's not playing very well, she she can just break down, not stop trying, but not play as well. I thought I think I said that before in this episode, but but it might be the power, um, it might be the power of Sabalenka that can pull her over Mertens, um, but but um, also. Just we're gonna talk about this. Uh, so Sabalenka has really been extremely aggressive this week and has been playing very, very well, um, and seems to be playing even better every single match she plays. In the round of sixteen against Pagula, she had eight aces and won eighty-five percent of your first serve points. No matter how good your opponent's playing, you really can't find it hard to. You gotta if you're like if you're Sabalenka, how do you? You're not gonna lose if you're hitting eighty if you're winning eighty-six percent of your first serve points. Um, also, she's been playing very good returning, just as aggressive as when she's serving. Um, uh, so she converted four of the five brink points she got in that match. Um, the, she's made u- good use. The fast conditions in Madrid would suit her game perfectly with all of her power and aggression in her game. Now, over to Mertens. Mertens probably doesn't have as much power as Sabalenka, but she has been but she, her belief and how much, how uh, how much she tries hard, and she's also an aggressive counterpuncher. She she takes the ball on the rise, um, which was very useful against Halep today, and she won that match very closely. The only problem is she her serve has not been very good lately. She had nine double faults against Halep, and she she's gonna have to be serving well. Like I said, um, Sabalenka has been returning very well, and this and that could be the main problem for Mertens against Sabalenka if her serve is not in tip-top form. Um, but 
Anyways, um, the other thing is about Mertens, that's not going to necessarily be good. So it took a very long time for her to beat Halep. Obviously, that was a very close match. Um, and Sabalenka has had a relatively easy ride. Well, not necessarily an easy ride, but she's been playing very well, so her matches haven't taken extremely long. So that'll basically make it more towards Sabalenka. So my prediction in this match is Sabalenka will win a close two sets. Anyways, that'll wrap up this episode. Uh, I know that uh, Pol- Polvichankova will either play, will play, uh, who's she playing? She'll either play Sakari or Mukova, but and that, but Sakari and Mukova are still yet to play. Um, I'm sorry. I will. I'm gonna release a short podcast once that match is over with a prediction for that match. But since I haven't posted in three days, or may, might even be four days now, I wanted to release a podcast for you guys. But anyways, um, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time on Fast Break Sports. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.